This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's July 27th. This is Meet the Movie Press coming up on the show this week. Comic-Con 2018. What was up with that? Uh, The Joker casting gets so serious. Charlie's Angels revealed. Disney fox things up. There's been a deal, so deal with it. Plus the week's big releases, the box office, and the trailers that you need to know or see. Is it now or see? I don't know. It's not important. Coming up on this week's Meet the Movie Press. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. I'm Simon Thompson in the main host chair. With me, as usual, is Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Now, when you came into the studio today, we'll talk about where we can find you online in a second. Sure. You mentioned my face. Yes. A lot of people comment on it. Yeah. Usually they run scared, I'll be honest with you. Um, I have a little bit of a shiner left, and I have some scrapes <laughs> on my eye. Because this twat... He got within punched in the hours, face because he's I'd, such an asshole. I, I would like to think that someone mistook me for Jason Statham. <laughs> but I just, like a twat, fell over the back of a scooter when I was going back to my hotel. Within hours of getting to Comic-Con. So for the entire thing, I actually had makeup people who were displaying at Comic-Con going, That's really good. How did you do that? And I was like, I fell over like a dick. So I face-planted <laughs> into the street of San Diego as I was going back to my hotel. Within hours of getting there. Um, I wish I was drunker. Because it would have hurt a lot less. Yes. It was painful. Um, so that's why this little beauty is still on my face. It was terrible for a few days, though. Yes, it was. Yeah. Very much so. But enough about me. We're going to talk about more about Comic-Con. So, Scott, who are you and where can we find you? So you can find me at WeLiveEntertainment.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. And I also do a show on Black Hollywood Live on Sundays at 5 p.m. with Carla Renata called Black Tomatoes. Now, Dimitri is not here this week. No, um, I, it's, it's, it feels lonely over well, I, here. I just, I just had we an email. Shoulders. Um, it's very nice. I know, and I'm sure he's watching. Uh, he's, he's actually just sent me an email. Um, guys, I'm in San Diego for Comic-Con. You didn't tell me it was last week. Oh, fuck, that's awkward. Yeah. Oh, how do dude, we, I feel really know, bad. I, I, do, I, I don't know how we forgot. Oh, shit. We'll make it up to him. Yeah. We'll make, I've got some we'll fun We'll have to buy pops. him, like, uh, you know, that Star Trek beer he wants. Yeah. You know? Like, we'll, we'll have to do something. Yeah. Nice oh, from. Dude, I feel really bad about this. Yeah, it's really bad. 
But it, and, and he was he'll so, be back. And he was so excited he about was the, very excited. the Halloween panel. But he'll be you able know? to get near a bar. You know, he had yeah. no problem getting a room. You know, but, you know Hall H we, might be slightly we busier we this we week. We should have took that as a, as a notice when yeah. he was able to get a room for $99 as yeah. opposed to 500 Ab- Absolutely. <laughs> but like I say, Hall H is slightly busier this week yeah. than it was. But we'll talk about Comic-Con <laughs> uh, in a bit. Dimitri, uh, we're only joking. Dimitri knows it's not Comic-Con this weekend, uh, in mm-hmm. case you didn't realize that terrible, terrible joke. Right, right. Uh, yeah, he's going to be back. <laughs> next week unfortunately he's busy with some work stuff which we both are today Absolutely. which is why we have to rattle through this yes okay so let's start off talking about comic-con first of all what was up with that this year a lot of people were saying uh, a lot of we know a lot of the big studios didn't take a lot of stuff yes. there. some were no shows completely along with some of the tv networks there was a lot of stuff there that wasn't really within it was genre but not the genre you associate with comic-con hall h was walking for a lot of the time which i've never heard of in in my years covering Comic-Con. Um, it seemed attendance was quite low. There was a lot less cosplay. There was still a high presence, but not as much as previous years. And there was a slightly different vibe. You were in Hall H a lot. Let's talk yeah. about that, first oh, of all. Well, I want to first say that Hall H, for the most part, was yeah. dead. But I feel like all the smaller rooms were packed. Were packed yeah. Because I was trying to get into the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend panel, which mm-hmm. was in, like, 6AB. And I went there 45 minutes before. It, the line was, like, all the way down the hall, all the way outside, wrapped around. Yeah. And, like, there was no... Like, I asked the lady, I'm like, is there any point in standing in this line? She's like, you'll no. never get in. Yeah. So, Hall H, though, almost every panel I walked to the back, there was, like... At least a whole back row of seats full. Yeah. I mean, empty, empty. And I mean, it was really dead in Hall H. Yeah. And I mean, even like sort of five or ten minutes before some of the panels, yeah. um, it was a third, maybe a half full. Well, the first day, yeah. they actually held the Predator panel because it wasn't full in there. Which is weird. Yeah. It's very it's, strange. Well, here's the thing. The lineup... This is not an excuse of HBO or Marvel not being there, Disney. It's not. No. It, it, it was the level of... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Quality on a, on a, programming. On a scale of factors, I yeah. think that is a factor. It's not a massive factor. No. The, it was like the studios were just lazy mm. in terms of what they put there. Like yeah. It's like Predator. Okay, we're going to have an hour-long panel on Predator? Mm. Like You have all these other movies coming out. Why are they not talking about them? Yeah. And then when they did the Deadpool 2 one... It was like which to me remains still a very strange decision. Yeah, because it was like this is already out. You're doing this to promote the Blu-ray and then mm. everything was an anniversary this year. It's like, "Oh, okay, we're going to do Breaking Bad 10 year." Like that's the highlight. Yeah. Like and why why is that there in the first place? It has nothing to do with anything. It's so strange. Like the whole it was thing very... and the tone like I I feel like everyone felt underwhelmed. Mm. Like every day when you walked out of Hall H there was nothing that stood out. Like yeah. I, I feel like Warner Brothers was the only panel that like really like upped the game. Yeah, and no, it, it delivered a lot of content. And it went. And the funny thing is, is that they started with the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, and that reveal of Depp coming out, which 
I don't care. Like, I know the union thing. Oh, they bashed him. They, no one bashed him. It was yeah. praise. Everyone loved it. It was great. And, Re- I mean, regardless, it was regardless of, obviously, the allegations against yeah. Johnny Depp, he does remain a very popular actor. Yeah. And the characters that he portrays still remain very popular. So... Yeah, and I mean... Those they are stuck, two but they independent even, and linked facts. But Warner Brothers, to me, even shot themselves in the foot by opening with that. Yeah. Because what happened was they set that bar so high that when the Lego movie came on after that, I was like, what is this? Like I, was just I saw like, nobody talking about the Lego movie. No. I mean, it's just... I mean, when I, I was looking back through some stuff that was covered by various different outlets, and Lego Movie 2 was mentioned, and I was like, I completely forgot that was there. Yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah, and I mean, all the hype around Wonder Woman yeah. like I thought even that panel like it was nice to have Patty and, and Gal and Chris come out but it was like oh we can't really talk about anything we're just gonna like walk around the question for mm. 16 minutes and I just felt like and well, the Aquaman one was good to the me Aquaman it's a case of either bring it or don't bring it yeah I mean this is the ideal opportunity and we have this more and more um, with, 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 with movies every year is there's so many people desperately trying to coming up with theories trying to find out what is in the movies all this stuff yeah. that we find online this is the perfect opportunity for them to go okay fine we're not going to give you a lot but we are going to there are five things that people are talking about or they're making shit up about let's tackle those five things let's put those to bed and then we'll rest it for a couple of months, and then we'll give you something else around January time, and just do it like that. I have to say, a lot of the movies that were Wonder Woman's one of them. Uh, uh, there was a Godzilla, a number yeah. of them that are coming out next summer. I'm some of these movies now, even after a week of Comic Con or week after Comic Con, I am already getting tired of hearing about some of next year's movies. Yeah, I'm starting to feel a little bit of burn on some of them already, and they're almost twelve months out. Some of them, I think we just we we really do. We're putting too much on that twelve month thing. Twelve a year is a long time, and I just think I would. I don't think we need to do this as much. I mean, there's plenty of stuff coming out. In the next six months, as we head towards awards season, that we can focus on, that we can talk about, that we can show new footage from and stuff like that, especially around the holidays. I mean, this year's holiday period is rammed with big movies. Oh, my God, I know. But we don't seem to be, by comparison, talking so much about those things. And I think sometimes the industry leapfrogs itself and almost hides its own content under a bushel. And I just think it, this is the ideal opportunity to bring some of that stuff out. Really, really promote that. Start talking about it next summer, but put the emphasis on I, what it's within glad, six months. I'm glad you're bringing this up. I mean, let, there's a movie coming out that's that's supposed to be like really a big deal called yeah. Pretty uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, and I feel like Dude. under the radar, not, nothing no. about it. Nothing about it. No marketing, nothing. I know they've had, like, influencer stuff uh, yeah. in L.A. And I, right. every time I go to the AMC Century City right. where they have a lot of screenings, um, I walk in there and there's a big poster of it. And I was like, is this I mean, I was like, is this film coming out? I know. And <laughs> I'm just like, it's literally fucking weeks away. It's, I think, three weeks away. Yeah. I, and it's I spoke like to someone the other it. day about The Meg, and they thought it had come out because they've seen oh, so many posters yeah. and so many things about it. And they're like, did, did it come out? Is that already? Did I miss it this summer? I'm like, no, no, no. It's out in, like, two weeks. I know. And it's just weird. I think we're, uh, this, is, this is why I think a lot of movies that are coming out are just getting overshadowed and aren't doing the box office that they should because we keep shouting about stuff that's 12 months out. And audiences, I think, they just, there's too much. There there's is. too much. There is. I mean, everything is like, I mean, just look at the superhero slate for next year already. Yep. I mean, you got Captain Marvel coming out. You got yep. the, ne- the next Avengers yep. movie coming out. You got Shazam. Uh, you got Wonder Woman. And then you know that's going to happen. Just yep. like right now, there's just all this fucking 
back and forth, which I can't stand, that people are comparing that Aquaman's a ripoff of Black Panther, which is like just started to hit the 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 fucking headlines for the last like week or two now and it's like they're all copies of each other have you yeah. like it's like stones whatever boxes like Person it's the same does stuff thing has superpowers shit happens by an enemy the end <laughs> yeah but I it's agree, a trope i agree with you like it's there's so much build up to something yeah that like i love the shazam trailer mm. which mm. we'll talk about later we'll talk about that later but like at the end of the day like it's like do we really need to be pushing this right now when mm. there's Push Aquaman. That's the important thing right now. We need to worry about that one. Let's worry about that one after that does okay. The the thing is, you are satisfying an element of the fandom by the fact that you're giving them lots of content over 12 months. But this is also something that can work in a negative way by the fact that if you're at this point going undecided on, say, Aquaman or Shazam, or you're like, "Mm," if you are then constantly shoved in your face for 12 months, you're just like, oh, fuck, enough with the Aquaman, enough with the Shazam, and you effectively put off people. Yeah. And this happened with, with um, the, the the first um, Andrew uh, Garfield Spider-Man oh, movie. Oh, yeah, the Incredible where Spider-Man, yeah. Before that movie came out, there was, I think it was like 30 to 40 minutes on clips and featurettes and trailers of the film online. Now, that can work very positively because you've given someone 30 to 40 minutes of the film going, oh, my God, I can't wait to see the next hour and 20 minutes or whatever. But also... Those people who were on the fence, they've seen 30 to 40 minutes of the film, and they're like, this really isn't for me. And they put the money back in their pocket, and they're going to spend it elsewhere. There seems to be... A, a, it's, it's, it's all or nothing. Yeah. And I'm just like, let's... I really do... I'm going to make me sound really old, but I really do miss the days, and I've said this on the show previously, where you see a movie, and obviously you're going to have the internet, so it's slightly changed by its very nature, but where you see a movie trailer three months before the movie comes out or you see a tease the summer before and then you don't see anything until like maybe six months and then they pull it and then three months and then they pull it and then the movie comes out and that i miss that where you you would just sit on, on like a video vhs you'd hire or you'd see it in the movie theaters but now it's ju- it's a constant bombardment and i think it's 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 it can be off-putting yeah, and I people, agree. You know, and also, it, there's so many factors in that. I don't want to get too much into it, but I just think, and I think this is, they really should have focused on pushing, and I think they were right to go heavy on Harry Potter because of Wizarding World, um, because that is is four months away. Yeah. However, I, I just think it needs, the, the, it's a little bit cockeyed, yeah. a little bit imbalanced, but we'll move on from it, Comic-Con in a yeah, second. Yeah, I just think that, you know, when you're planning something as big mm-hmm. as Comic-Con, you you can't have too little. You can't have too much. Yeah, and like so, we didn't need it's an hour, looks. We didn't need an hour long panel on Bumblebee. Sorry about that, Paramount. I love you guys. Twenty you've minutes. Been, you've been kicking ass this year. Come out, deliver, but, go. But not. We don't need an hour of yeah. Travis Knight sitting there explaining the technical aspects of stuff. Because I'll tell yeah. you, people were bored. Mm. I mean, people like us are into that. Seven thousand people in Hall H or whatever, nine thousand, whatever it is in there. They don't want to hear that. They want to see some clips. They want to see shit blowing up. They want to get excited. They want to talk to the the, the yeah. slubs, and that's it. Get in. Put it out there. Fuck get, off. Yeah, Just exactly. keep it tight. Keep yeah. it tight. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, it was a lot of people in the chat saying Comic-Con needed the big C, uh, the, yeah. the, the big DC actors like Ben Affleck and Margot Robbie. I think the star power needed an extra push this yes. year. Comic-Con was kind of weak. That's from John Harrison. Uh, Senior nerd DC presentation. 
reputation uh, wasn't a letdown. I, you know, I, I was going to be good I at disagreeing. I, I agree. Uh, Zayas B. Lou, sup guys, sup Zayas. Um, uh, Wesley Kid, yes, I agree, John. It was underwhelming. Um, uh, the Lego Movie Two really does look weak. I mean, I think it, it looks does. quite fun, but I just think why would you start to push Lego Movie Two when you know you've got Teen Titans Go to the movies coming out this weekend? I'm which like, is fantastic. Yeah, which we'll talk about yeah. later. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was, I think it was a really interesting thing. Um, you know, to they tried something new. They've been trying something new with Comic Con last year. I mean, I think it was a, there was a lot of disorganized elements. Yes. Whether I was in queues to pick up my press badge, the fact that I didn't get my press badge until I chased them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you're clear. Here's here's an email. They usually send it." There are a lot of really basic things that I think need to be looked at with Comic Con for the next year and a year after. Um, and let's talk about crowds and stuff as well. Let's talk about the vibe and the crowds. Um, to me, it seemed like the crowds were a lot less this year than even last year. Um, even when I was sort of going through activations and, and doing that sort of thing. And cosplay seemed to have dropped. It seemed oh, like yeah, there was barely anyone the on fandom, in costume this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of people, but by comparison to previous years, it was not a lot of people. Well, I think Even, in, even in, 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 in the gas lamp. Oh, well, I think really we, weird. we even have to point out that every year when we go, I feel like everything goes up so yeah. parking used to be it's i remember days where it started off at like 10 15 dollars i saw 50 dollars this year no 70 i paid 70 twice Fuck. yeah 70 dollars so when you kind of start adding things up now yeah. it's like do people realize or are they starting to realize that they're paying more to go there mm. for the four days with the hotel the parking than they are even for four sets of badges for your family yeah and, 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 I think and you don't a need def- a badge these days because no. because of the internet, everybody's putting all these trailers out and, and stuff they like come that. Out like this, and There's the activations, no the activations special. are there and they're free. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the crab vibe though overall, like it just everyone felt like they were just there for one thing and then they left. There so was a lot like, of that this year. It was like, so they went to the Predator thing, mm. but they didn't care about the Predator thing. They cared about Doctor Who and Jodie Whittaker being there. Yeah. And then as soon as that, it was like half of Hall H left. It yeah. was like, okay, gone. And I felt bad because then they had some really weird choices like Assassination Nation. Mm. Like, what the hell was that doing there? Like, there's no promotion. Like, that movie, like, no one's talking about it. No one cares about it. Why is it there? And it you closes out tonight. I would have held Hotel Artemis, one of my favorite movies yeah. of the year, which it seems like nobody, nobody saw. Nobody saw it. Which was a massive shame. Um, I would have held that back to, like, end of August, early September. And I would have had a panel with Hotel Artemis. Yeah. Because that would have played really well in that room. Right. And had a screening. I mean, the screenings were kind of odd this year. Oh, there was no big screening. No. That was also very strange. I yeah. feel like every year, like, you had the Blair Witch a mm. few months before that. I saw Snowden, which was a weird choice to be there. But, like, yeah. still, it was a, a major release. This is like, okay, so we're going to do a screening of Teen Titans, which comes out next Friday. And, like, we're not going to promote it at all. Yeah. It's just strange. Yeah. Very strange year. I mean, I'm looking forward to going back next year. I do enjoy going to Comic-Con. Um, and for me, it was it was a very busy one. But it was a very, very strange one. And I have to say, I, I think Comic-Con do need to, It's great that they get a lot of coverage. But I, I was in a lot of rooms where there were people doing roundtables and stuff like that. There are too many outlets. Oh. It is saturated. Yes. And some of these are, no disrespect, but are effectively hobbyists. Yes. And I don't know how many people read some of these contents. Some of these websites, and I'm pretty well versed on sites and stuff out there, I'd never heard of. Um, it was ju- just you. It's not about quantity. I think it's about quality. 
And I think you will get... I mean, the thing is that when you put something online now, some fucker's going to rip it off anyway. Oh, for you know, sure. They're either going to copy sure. and paste or they're going to copy and paste and do a little rewrite. So you don't need to have 60 outlets doing round tables and 20 in a line. You, you would get more, much better coverage with less outlets, keep the quality there. You Then some of those outlets have a bit more time with the talent. They're going to get stronger editorial lines. And I think that's the way that they should be moving forward. I mean, it seemed like everybody had a press badge. And oh, I just everyone, think they I, need I, to look at that next year. You go year. in those press rooms, like... Just a little spoiler, my wife, Ashley. Some of the sites that and stuff were there weren't even fucking TV or no, film that, sites. Well, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. And I find so, this very weird. So so my wife, you know, covers all the shows. She watches yeah. a lot of TV shows. So she was in Doctor Who. She's in Riverdale. She's in uh, Supernatural. And yeah. she watches these shows religiously. Mm-hmm. Like, she, could, she knows all about them, all the story arcs. And she sits at tables, and she's like, half these people don't even know anything about the show. They're just there. Yeah. Because they got got in. My good friend from the East Coast, who I won't mention her name, she went for the first year and they signed her to go. And mm. she's like, she was in the Doctor Who one. And she's like, I never seen an episode of this. Yeah, she's there. It's yeah. like, why? Yeah. Like, stop doing this. There are too many outlets. Yeah. And you really need to, if you want the best possible coverage, I hate to say it, you want to go after the people who actually know what the show's about or are fans of it. Yeah. Because the the the, the journalists who write about something that they love are going to produce the best content. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, let's just put a bunch of people in the room and like throw shit at the wall and I, I hope it's I agree. I think there's a lot of things that need looking at for next yeah. year. And it, I mean, if Comic-Con would like my advice, I would be more than happy to share oh, my insight sure. with them. Sure. Um, I'm sure they won't do that. But if they do want it, I am more than happy to mm-hmm. do so. Okay, okay, let's move on from that. Uh, by the way, I forgot to tell you at the top of the show who I am uh, and where you can find me <laughs> online. I suddenly realized. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ShowbizSimon. Uh, I work for a range of places, uh, Forbes, E, Reuters. Uh, the list, I mean, you can literally, guy. sci-fi now. I mean, literally, you, the, the list is, is endless. Um, but yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's where you can find me. And let's talk about some other stuff. There was some sure. news that broke. We've got a lot of stuff to get through. We've got sure. about half an hour left on the show, because I know you've got to shoot off to... Uh, you're hanging out with Mark Wahlberg today. Yeah. 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 I'm hanging out with and, him tomorrow. And Ronda Rousey and all those nice. wonderful people. She is funny. Is she? She is funny. I have never met her. She has a wicked sense of humor. You'll have some fun with her. Okay, cool. She's kick-ass. Literally, she could kick anybody's <laughs> ass. Uh, yeah, okay, so let's move on. The, the, let's talk about some stuff that I originally hadn't sort of factored into the show, but we can't ignore it. Sure. The, the Disney Fox shareholders um, have approved the merger um, for the tidy sum of $71.3 billion. Mm. Okay, so a lot of people are automatically speculating, and there was talk about this. We kind of knew it was going to happen in the next day or two. Um, let's use a, a, a comment from Sky in the chat to, to illustrate this. Oh, my God, um, I'm hurt about the rumors that Fox Marvel Cinematic Universe universe has scrapped all film projects due to the fox disney deal i hope it's not true i really want to see those films fact is sky we don't know yet right there are people behind closed doors right now that do know a lot of the things that have already been made they're not going to put those on a shelf no that's not going to happen the marvel universe whether it is fox or disney is a honeypot it is a cash cow that keeps milking those benjamins <laughs> this is not something they are going to shut down locker what they might do and there's nothing to support this right now but it's an option is for them to reassess what they want to do and maybe thin out some of the offerings so they don't start to cannibalize themselves which we can see within genres we've seen 
seen it for various reasons for the likes of Star Wars and stuff like that. So they might piece them out a little bit. Some of them might do like what they've done with Inhumans and turn them into TV shows. There might be some movement on that landscape. Exactly what that will be, we do not know. What are your thoughts on this, Scott? I mean, I agree with you. I think they're not... They're never going to stop making these types of movies. I mean... Until, like, the box office comes in for, like, five of them in a row where it's like they make 30 or 40 million, they're not going to stop making them. Mm. And I feel like X-Men, they've been wanting that franchise for so long. I mean, this is the that's the one we always hear about. Everyone's yeah. like, I want X-Men. I want X-Men to be in the MCU. X-Men it's, movies, I think they've gone slightly downhill, but they're oh, still big money they, spinners. No, they're they're roller coasters. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Like, yeah. you're like you got you got you're like going up. Like many and genres, then you go, like many franchises. And then you go up. Yeah. Um, you know, like first class is fantastic. Yeah. And then in the next two were like not as good. Um but that always happened. And then you had Logan, which, like... But all franchises, all series go through that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Fast and Furious, some of them are absolutely great. Some of them, I'm like, I don't need to see that again. Right. So like it's, it's something that happens. <laughs> you can't always have a bullseye. And when I spoke to Peyton Reed quite recently yeah. for, for a piece for Forbes, uh, he was saying, you know, uh, nobody wants to be that guy in the Marvel Universe that has the movie that doesn't make money, that bombs. But he said, that is going to happen at some point, and it will. Not every movie can be a hit. Something's got to be at the bottom of the list. Something's got to not quite work with the audience. Yeah. I, I mean, this deal, I mean, I'm not happy about this deal. I don't think a lot of people are. Mm. Um, you know, I'm more concerned on my my end is that I just hope that I know there's they said like so far, like Fox Searchlight is safe. Mm -hmm. But the truth is about most award movies is that they don't make money. But I True. feel like those are movies that yeah. are, like, really great. And a lot and of those, people don't see them. Right. Especially if you're outside of somewhere like L.A., and New Chicago, York. New York, the, the major kind of cosmopolitan metropolis. Yeah, I mean, like, when you look Metropolis? at, like, something like Whiplash. Yep. For example, like, that, that made, like, $12 million overall mm -hmm. at the box office. Like, everyone in our circle knows about it. Yep. And anyone who's a film fan knows about it. But, but most people know about a movie and they haven't seen it. Right. Yeah. So I, I, that's what I'm more worried about. And I, I think everyone who's a diehard film fan should be worried about that more than mm -hmm. worrying about these big franchises. Because in all fairness, if they axe one of them, you already have like 25 other ones. You're not yeah, going to miss Yeah, there's another one coming much. up behind it. They're yeah. like buses. Yeah. Super buses. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like standing in the train station in New York City. It's like there's yeah. another one coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think this deal is going to be going to be done quite quickly. Oh, for sure. I think we could see this done and dusted, and a plan already laid out. Sort of, certainly by quarter one, definitely by quarter two next year. Well, that they, they, they want to act on this, they, because obviously there is, and this this is a really good example actually with the things like franchises and properties that Fox have that Disney will now want to capitalize on. And again, I'm actually going to retweet this um, later on today. I did a piece probably about nine months ago when the deal looked like it was going to be happening yeah. about properties that Fox own that I think Disney would want to remake. Right. Um, and th there's a slew of those, and I think Disney will want to look through that and go, what can we recapitalize? And we'll get to one of those in just a second. Um, and I think that that will happen. So I don't think they want to mess about. I think a lot of discussions will be going on behind closed doors. They often do with these things. And I think they'll want to do a Band-Aid. They won't want this to rip off, have a lot of speculation. There will be some, but I think they'll want to try and limit it. And I think they'll act on this quite quickly. I think a lot of the infrastructure will be 
already sort of there in principle and they'll start to move with that so, because next summer uh, we talked about 12 months yeah. that is that can be a long time but it's also if you're looking at next summer's slate that is not a long time no so you have a lot of disney product and a lot of fox product that we already know is on the slate for quarter one award season next yes. year then going into summer blockbuster these strategies these media strategies are planned 12 to 18 months sometimes two years in advance and often sometimes right from the the concept stage so that they're all laid out. So they want to get that. They don't want to derail any of that stuff. They want to make sure this transition is smooth. So there'll be a lot of this stuff already going in there. Some stuff, inevitably, it happens with mergers, will be pushed to the side or shelved or deprioritized. That will right, happen. Right, but I, I think that's going to but be the smaller projects. they're not going to start that's not making. This, right, they're going to be yeah. smaller projects. And like, also, don't forget, this, this deal does open a lot of things where you might have had a product, say, that you were developing at Fox as a Marvel thing, and actually now with the Disney streaming service is going to be the overarching thing you're going to say actually we were going to have that as a feature in movie theaters let's not scrap it let's take it from theaters let's put it on streaming that gives people a really good reason to do streaming so i think you're going to say in the change of priorities more than you're going to see stuff being you know chucked in the chucked in the trash i think that is more likely a lot of time a lot of effort has going to be put into this and a lot of the deal is to do with properties and assets but i think a lot of it is also to do with the profitability of these projects they put a lot of money into these they don't want to piss that away i can see disney creating their own version of like a movie pass for their movies that would not surprise me some john harrison said you know disney having this much control scares me um you know, it's it's very true. It's because they're going to own so many franchises. Yep. They're going to have be released so many films that they probably could do something like that, where they can create their own like movie type pass. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, we want to charge X amount of money for people to see these movies. Yep. And at least we'll know they we'll get the asses and seats. Yeah. For it, and that's basically what this is all about. Yes. I mean, people make movies because they love art, they love making cinema, but if nobody puts their ass in a seat and pays <laughs> 10 to $15 for it, there is no point yes. in starting the cameras rolling. No. No point whatsoever. That's why it's I... all about making... And this is whether you're Disney, whether you're Fox, whether you're Sony, whether you're Paramount, you don't make shit for fun. That's expensive hobbying. <laughs> that is really expensive hobbying. Michael Bay's not sitting at home going like, I'll tell you what I'd love. I'd love, uh, I'd love a Transformers movie. He's, he's from the north of England, by the way, yeah. Michael Bay. Goes, I'll tell you what, I'd love a Transformers movie. That'd be amazing. Uh, you know, just for me, like, you know, a couple of million. Uh, you know, but I mean, hopefully other people go and see it. I don't know. But uh, nobody does that. <laughs> right. Films right. are not made for Only the filmmakers. Indep- only, only independent filmmakers. Yeah, true. And then they but, become but then, Hollywood and, and then it gets sad when no one picks up their movie because you're like, who is this for? Who's going to see but this movie? But it's show business. Even yeah. when you make a small movie, right, right. it's business. Yeah. You don't open a restaurant because you love cooking. Right. You right. open a restaurant because you love cooking and you hope that people are going to want to eat what you're making. Absolutely. That is why you do it. So I think it's going to be interesting. Like I say, I don't think it's going to drag out. Um, I think it's going to be pretty swift well, because the they've got a lot in the next 12 to 18 months. About. The most important thing that you're not talking about is that we're the wonderful government that we have right now, and not sorry to get political on this, is that no one's going to like look at any of this. No one's concerned with like, oh, maybe this should not be happening. No one's going to shut it down. So it's going to, like you said, it's going to go. Phew! 
it's going to go really quick. quick. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to go very it's quick. It's going to go quick. Yeah. Um, which is quite ironic because, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> yeah, don't, into don't, it. don't, don't. Liberal no. propaganda. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, uh, we've got uh, just over 20 minutes on the show. Let's rip through another uh, sure. bunch of the big stories that we mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, Charlie's Angels reboot. We knew this was coming. Um, we knew Elizabeth Banks was going to be directing, so that remains the same. She's also going to be Bosley. Uh, the Angels were announced this week, though. Uh, Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, probably best known for the Power Rangers movie last year, and she's also in Disney's Aladdin. And someone that a lot of people will not be aware of is Ella Balinska, uh, Balinska um, who is a British actress. Um, interesting cast. She replaced uh, Lupita. I believe so. Remember, I she believe was supposed so. to be yeah, in this. It was originally meant to be Lupita. Um, so I'm not quite sure what happened there. I'm assuming negotiations just didn't go whichever way. Um, but it's it's interesting. I, I liked... The Charlie's Angels movies with Drew and Cameron and Lucy. Uh, I even liked Full Throttle. I've got to be honest with you. That was dumb fun. I love Crispin Glover in yeah. those movies. I yes. thought he was great. Um, but, I mean, I think... I'm, I, I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm, what do you think about the casting? I, I see, I love Kristen Stewart, yeah. so I'll see anything that Kristen Stewart said. Um, so, and, and I think Naomi uh, Scott is actually fantastic. I loved her as in the Power Rangers movie. I thought she was one of the strongest actors in yeah. that. Um, and then, of course, I'm I'm always for new actors getting roles. So I'm really I'm. I still, I still want to point this out that I, I, I wish that we would give females their own franchises, their own original material, yeah. and stop giving them reboots and rehashes. There are plenty and, yeah. of ideas I, I, sitting on I, the desks I, I'm of executives. I'm with people who say that, and I and 100% support that idea because I will criticize the fuck out of this film if it sucks because I don't care if it's the female version because no. it's not fair that they got second-level material if it sucks. Um, I'm also concerned about Elizabeth Banks because, my God, Pitch Perfect 2 was terrible. <laughs> it was. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Pitch Perfect uh, 2, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was 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 a considerable drop in standard to the first film, which I love. And, then and the Pitch third Perfect one 3 was, was like, just almost they, unforgivably bad. Yeah. So, I mean... <sighs> I'm I'm worried about this project, but I feel like with those those three leading ladies, it has the potential to be good. I'm just worried about the script and the direction. Yeah. No, absolutely. More than anything else. Um, Eric Z saying, Simon, I think of Destiny's Child Song, Independent Women, when I think of those films. Uh, Lol. Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, Zeno, mm-hmm. I'm interested in the Charlie's Angels reboot. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, Hashtag diversity. Yes, yeah, very John, much so. Yeah, John Harrison saying, I enjoy, enjoyed those Muck G fests. If you like, I was not a massive fan of his work. I thought it was patchy. But if you haven't seen, there's a movie on Netflix, The Babysitter. I believe oh, it's called. Yeah, yeah. That's a muck, it, it that's a muck G joint. Oh my, yeah. and it's, did you not like it, Anthony? I love that movie. Oh, it's you so did like it. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. With so, uh, Samara Weaving. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. So right. do, yeah. do check that out. It's on Netflix. And yeah. I think that's the exclusive one at the moment. It's a Netflix original movie. Do check that out. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, this is obviously, some people are going to go, oh, it's diverse, you know. But yeah. I mean, fuck the world is. Yeah. So right. suck, <laughs> suck it up, yeah. you know. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Joker. Robert De Niro and Francis Conroy and talks to join Joker. Crops at Wacky in Phoenix. Um, also, um, uh, ZZ Beats. Uh, Zazie Beats? Yeah, Zazie. Zazie Beats. Zazie. Uh, she's also uh, in talks to join the movie at the moment. Uh, Robert De Niro, I think, would be great, assuming to play sure. Joker's father. Uh, and Francis Conroy, apparently, in talks to play uh, Joker's mother. Uh, Frances McDormand, there were reports that she was actually considered for the role. I think she would have been great. Yeah. I think Melissa Leo... Yes. And Jackie Weaver would have been good choices Melissa as well. Melissa Leo would have been great. Would have been really cool. I worked with her recently for the for the Equalizer too, um, and I just think she deserves to do more, um, more 
sort of she got no credit really for I mean she's not in a huge amount but for Equalizer 2 and I think she's she's such a great actor I would love to see her do it but Frances Conroy if you don't know she's probably most recently best known for um, American Horror Story yes she was in that show um, great interesting choices yeah De Niro I'm really looking forward to I know he needs something good yeah the same as Pacino Pacino's in LA at the moment filming the new Tarantino yes. uh, once upon a time in Hollywood he's, he's actually on Hollywood Boulevard a lot doing his scenes at the moment um, yeah but I think you know it's 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 good and I think I I said before hit and miss about Joaquin Phoenix yeah um, but this is a cast that's really coming together it's, in a really it's, nice it's way just, it's hard because I don't feel like anyone in this movie has star power to sell the movie it's it's like it's a good like if you're looking at it from an acting perspective yeah. or like like at the careers of these people you're like this is a good choice mm. but like you're like can they sell a movie you know especially something where you know it's going to be the budget's going to be at least a, a hundred million yeah. So. No, hundred percent. I mean, I, I think it's really they're heading in the right direction. Yeah. For a lot of people that were kind of like, actually, I don't think this movie is going to get made. It seems to me that I think that it's not only likely to get made, but they're throwing an increasingly amount of weight behind yes. it, which I think is really good. And I think it's going to bring something to the wider DC universe that I think is somewhat lacking. Yeah, at the moment yeah. in in pedigree, which I think is something that we had with the Nolan Batman films, great DC movies, really good DC movies, um, and I think that's I might be wrong, but I think this might be some of the the ingredients that we've been missing previously. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this is a story that broke um, while we're at Comic Con. I won't go too much into this because we don't have a huge amount of time, unfortunately. Um, James Gunn being fired as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy three. Lots of names uh, being thrown around as possible replacements. There is a petition to have him reinstated. This is because of tweets that he posted a number of years ago online. And there appears to be something that is tit for tat going on uh, right now within, uh, well, the US, um, where people are are going back through people's tweets. And I'm probably sure I've tweeted things that are unsavory or could be misconstrued or are just outright, you know, not okay. Um, But it was interesting to see Disney's reaction to this. It was Um, like instant, you know? like It it was was, was very strange... You know, I think this kind of goes back to... A but this problem. wasn't new because he had addressed it previously, a couple of years saying. ago in an article. What's very strange about this whole situation is that why do I feel like we're going backwards in society yeah. rather than forward? Uh, I mean, do you remember the time, like, it wasn't that long ago, where, like, you could pretty much, comedians and actors and directors, anyone mm-hmm. could pretty much joke about anything. You know, we would joke about suicide, the Holocaust killing babies like and it wasn't a big deal yeah and like now it's like everything we've become i hate to say this because i think clint eastwood said it but like a nation of whiners but i do feel like that like everything's such a big deal it's like the guy made a joke it was distasteful sure i agree 100 percent. dan Harmon, something happened with him with the baby rape or something too video and he deleted his twitter like Come on, like these. I, I almost feel like they're testing the water. Almost like they're just kind of like, you know, let's see how we can do it. But at this do point. you know, off-color comments are off-color comments, yeah. whether they come out of somebody from the left or the right. Right. I think there is also there is a distinction that needs to be made between something that is something that someone has done or actively encourages, uh, something that un- there's a lot of humor in very dark issues. Yes. You know, there's a lot of humor in it. Um, But and again, you know, you can you can make jokes. And then I I know a lot of people make jokes about um, the left. And as someone who is left leaning, um, I can laugh at myself. Yeah. 
You know, I'm, it's fine. Um, and I think we appear to have, have lost that. And I think we're also, we're hearing a lot of cries where people are saying, you know, oh, we're, we're too PC. And then someone is not PC. Um, and all of a sudden it's, uh, it's like, oh, well, you can't no. say this. But there is a, there is a very distinct difference yeah. between saying something that is hate speech and something that is off-color humor. Right. It's a joke in bad taste. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and first of all, if you're dating back to looking back at James Gunn, if yeah. you looked at his early career, if you watch Super or Slither, he's made some yeah. really batshit movies that are, like, push boundaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, Super, like, the relationship between Ellen yeah. Page and Rain Wilson in that movie... It's very uncomfortable. I remember watching that in the theater when it came mm-hmm. out, and it's very awkward, and it seems wrong, but it's there. And, I mean, that's James Gunn when he was there. It's, you know, he got part of a big franchise now. It, it's, that was, he was a different person back then. It's like, it's like me going back to your college days, right, and saying, oh, my God, you dumped that, that girl or whatever. You called her a bitch or whatever yeah you know like it's different because people grow like why why are we like do you know what everyone's an asshole that's right just everyone's an asshole at some point in their life right i i agree with you everybody's an asshole and i i don't know why we forget this and 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 it's like everyone sometimes good people do bad things and i'm not saying you know going out and murdering it's like people make bad decisions you say stupid fucking things all the time yeah i mean men women anyone and it doesn't matter what color you are you know you date the wrong guy Mm -hmm. you you know something you let something happen that shouldn't have happened it happens to all of us Mm -hmm. so it's like stop unless someone seriously did something that like Weinstein like that's done that like, is that, like that's that's yeah. that's an example of an extreme situation where like everybody came out of the woodwork this was like a clusterfuck like fuck that guy mm. hope he burns in hell kind of thing yeah but you know these other things where it's just accusations or it's like oh we made this joke that didn't fly well mm. Stop being a baby about it. I, I yeah. hate to say it. Just stop being a baby. But also, I'm kind of like, take take responsibility yes. for your actions. Yes. Uh, and I know there was something to do with Roseanne Barr this week where oh. she commented about the comments that James yes. Gunn had made. And you know, a lot of the comments, Ted Cruz got in, involved in this as well. And um, uh, he was kind of like, well, well, James Gunn did this. And I'm like, well, yes, but there is a difference between making jokes that are offensive and doing something that is racist. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, and and it's. But I'm also like, I would have, I would have more respect for people. And I believe strongly in freedom of speech on both sides. Sure, hundred percent. It's really, really important. Um, but there is a difference between freedom of speech and hate speech. Yes, and things that are racism. And I'm like, I would actually have more respect for people. And this is on both sides. If when people make a comment, um, you own up to it and go, "Yep, that that's what I feel," or "That was a bad call." Own it, own it, and accept it. And you will get a lot more respect for doing that. I agree. James Gunn owned it, said that that was fucking stupid. I know. I get it. And I think he handled it very well. I did too. And and I feel like it's very unfair that he was fired for that. Do do you know what? I think it was unfair because people knew that these are comments that he'd made and he had addressed it previously. It's It's been brought up before. But I think we are in a, a time, and I think this is negative for both sides of the aisle, where. The only, the only way out now is to fire people. And I don't think that's necessarily always the solution. 
Um, there are shades of grey. There are scales on various things. And I think things need to be dealt with in that way. I know, but, I know we shouldn't talk about this topic too much because we have to... We, we have, have a lot, lot to get through. We got a lot to get through. But I, I do want to point this out, too, is that... In our world, and it's very hard. Like I, I've been working in my other job this week, and you know, I talked to someone and asked them what the last movie they they saw in the theater was, and they mm-hmm. said Black Panther, and they said like their boyfriend saw you know Deadpool and whatever. Like people don't see that many movies, and I think we forget about this. And yep. and, and and I want to. The reason I'm bringing this up is that these topics that we we talk about all the time, like with the Me Too movement, and um everything that's going on with all this stuff with James Gunn and, you know, all these actors, the normal, like the average person doesn't care as much about it as, as we do. Like we, it's almost like it's our sense of importance. Like, and, and we're not saving lives. You know, this is, this is like, we're, it's entertainment for freaking Christ's sake. Like that's what it is. It's entertainment. And like, we act like, and there's so, so many people in our industry who are like on a high horse, mm-hmm. thinking that they're saving the world because James Gunn got fired. Yes, another one bites the dust, kind of thing. And it's like on a scale of everything that's going on in the world, this is like down here. It but doesn't I, I, matter. I'm also very, I'm a strong believer in consistency in an argument. Oh, for sure. And I see at the moment, and again, this is on both sides. I see a lot of flip flopping. Oh, but I'm like Morgan you, Freeman's fine, right? Like, no, you know that happened. Morgan Freeman walked out. You know, two days I, later. I, nothing, all I ask for is yeah. consistency, and if nothing. you have a viewpoint, just yeah, just maintain that viewpoint. Don't don't flip flop. And we I, see this I in agree. various things. I'm like all the time. You can't. Otherwise, you totally compromise your principles, and you you don't stand for anything. Yeah. You don't well, stand for anything apart from just being in opposition. Going going back to that Johnny Depp thing, yeah. there was a. Uh, I tweeted that I really liked the trailer, and um, I got a ton of hate on it mm. because I mentioned that I, I like Johnny Depp, and uh, a bunch of haters commented on it. And someone, some nice person, actually posted and said, um, "You should research this a little bit more before you comment." And they posted five different articles and screenshots of how mm. the whole thing was debunked, that there was articles that were not publicized here, but in the UK that Amber Heard, you know, wasn't even home that night when that report was made and all this stuff. But of course, no one wants to look at any of that. And I'm not saying I that, picked my truth. It, it, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like you pick your truth. And I'm not saying I'm not standing up for either one of them mm. at this because whatever happens behind closed doors and whatever happens, let's not pretend that celebrities are not like us where they don't get in fights and get in drunken fits of rage because yeah. it always happens. Sorry to wake that up, to, you know, show re- reveal that to yeah. you. But, you know, it's just very strange because once you pick a side, you pick a side, mm. and then it's like if any all this information comes out, no one wants to believe it. And when, Anyhow, but when further facts come out, you can change your opinion, but yeah. don't flip flop for convenience. Oh, that right, is different. Right. Uh, a lot of people saying, obviously, you know, people differing yeah. opinions on on James Gunn in sure. the chat. Um, a lot of people saying uh, they think James Gunn won't work again. Do you know what? I think James Gunn will work oh, again. I don't will, think his career he will is definitely over. Definitely work again. And do you know what? I think some of the people who are outraged by James Gunn's comments will go and see it. And I think a lot of people uh, will go and see whatever he puts out next. And I think, to be honest with you, the average person uh, outside of the industry who who went to see the Guardians movies and will probably still watch the Guardians movies at home didn't know that James Gunn directed them. No. If you asked them to name the director of the Guardians movies, they wouldn't know. No. They just wouldn't know. It's outrage over anything else. And I think that is a very dangerous precedent. Yes. We have six minutes left on the show. So (laughs) people are going to say, talking about movies this week, uh, let's talk about box office. There's a lot of other stuff we didn't cover. That's a shame. But 
Mission Impossible Fallout. Let's look at box office. Uh, six million on Thursday. Uh, it's looking at taking 50 to 65 million this weekend. I think it's going to top that. I think it's going to top that. Uh, Rogue Nation, by comparison, in its Thursday previews, took four million. Here's how some of the other Mission Impossible's movies stack up with their weekend. If we're looking at Fallout taking fifty to sixty-five, uh, Rogue Nation fifty-five point uh, five million. Uh, the highest was MI two, which was fifty-seven point eight million, and the lowest uh, was Ghost Protocol, which is twenty-nine point six million. So there is quite a difference in all of those. Uh, I've seen Mission Impossible Fallout on Monday. You saw it a couple of weeks ago. I absolutely loved that movie. That makes James Bond, and I quoted this, look lazy as fuck. I have not been so edge-of-the-seat excited and exhilarated by an action movie since I don't know when. This film is a film that offers so much and delivers on every single thing that it offers. It was absolutely superb, and it's in my top five movies of the year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just uh, for entertainment. I'm not saying artistically it's no. like, you know, it's like a work of art. But for, for the, the genre pick that it is, it, it's it's a fine, well, fine example. I mean, I'm, there's no other movie this year that can top it for stunts. No. I mean, there's none. And that's, to me, when I watch this movie... That's what stood out. I mean, yeah. you, you're watching Phenomenal this and, and you're work. so used to watching green screen and all this stuff that, yeah. you know, like Skyscraper from two weeks ago, you know, the movie. Which I also yeah, loved. I, I loved it too, but it's like, it's green screen and it's not doing mm. any, like, but watching him like dangle out of a freaking helicopter and like the edge of a freaking cliff, like... When you're watching that and you know it's real, yeah. it adds a whole nother layer to the storytelling, to the filmmaking. And I think that really, you know, stands out about that movie. And and Tom Cruise is such a movie star and he's so perfect in this role. And uh, I, I love the supporting cast like Simon Pegg. I mean, he he's amazing in it. Um, and just everyone in it and the women kick ass. I mean, it's it's it, it's really really well done the only thing that i will say is that henry cavill um his acting's a little choppy from time to time in the movie that's where i would probably I, knock I, it down a little bit i think he offered like a nice genre ham <laughs> element to yeah. it which i really enjoyed yeah, yeah let's talk about teen titans sure. go to the movies i haven't seen this i will be checking it out this weekend that took one million on thursday looking at a weekend of 13 to 19 million i've heard great things about this one of my favorite animated movies of the year uh yeah Seriously, awesome. it looks I, really good. It's it's. So, I would have loved to have seen it, Warner. To to use the 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 cool the cool uh, term, it's very meta. Um, it's it's very self aware, but not exclusive. No, it doesn't. Okay, great. No, and and there's a lot of run on gags in the movie. It pokes fun at not only superhero movies but franchises and sequels, and it's just it's so on point consistently throughout. And I just I just adored it. I th- I thought it was. So entertaining from beginning to end. Okay, we've got about four minutes left on the sure. show, so we're going to run through the trailers because I do want to get oh, these yeah. in very, oh, yeah. very quickly. Uh, let's just say, out of the two movies, what would you go and see this week? Would it be Mission Impossible Fallout if you could see one movie? I have to vote on them every week. I I gave Teen Titans the leg up on that yeah. just because I knew it was going to be underrepresented. But I would say they're about equal. I would go. I would see both. Just go to a matinee. That's see a, a, a double feature. There is some good shit in movie theaters yeah. right now. There really, really good is. summer movies. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay, trailers. Let's go. Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yay or nay? Or... Eh. Mm. I was an eh. <laughs> Everybody was losing their shit. And yeah. I was like, okay. I don't know. I didn't... The first I didn't, movie... I, see, you know, here's the thing. I didn't love the first I, one. I think the fr- this movie looks better than the first movie, but because I didn't like the first movie, mm. I'm kind of like... I wanted to get excited when they show Mothra and all those other 
you know, di- uh, the monsters. Mm. I got excited when they showed them, but I'm still kind of like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Moths. Shazam. I was really excited. I know you didn't feel this way, but I was really excited about this. Uh, David F. Samburn and and, uh, Zachary Levi uh, just, just looks like fun. Just a fun, tongue-in-cheek superhero movie that looks like, um, what's that, American Hero? Yeah. Is that what, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. I, I, do you know what? I'm open to being convinced right now. <laughs> it's not, sure you're yeah, not, it's not doing I'm it for not, you? No, it's not doing it for me right now. Uh, Aquaman. Um, did you see both the clips? I saw, yeah. Okay, the second one was better than the first one. Yeah. Um, some of the CG looks a little... Chonky. Yeah, a little, yeah. little wonky, but the action and the humor hit. Yeah, I'm. I'm still excited about seeing Aquaman. Yeah. I think from what I saw, I'm like, I think I might have some visual problems with it, but I'm still looking forward to it as a movie. Uh, Glass. Mm. It didn't. It didn't wow. It didn't wow me, <laughs> but it left me really curious and really, really sort of. I do want to see the see, movie. There's a lot the, of stuff in that. Seeing the three in the room, yeah. you know, that was kind of special. Yeah. You know, you were kind of like, well, this this looks promising, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm sold on this. I, I think I am sold on it, and I think it's... I, one thing M. Night does, and it's a, a, a bugbear of mine with other people when they cut trailers, uh, is the fact that he there's a lot of stuff in there. You're like, how? Yeah. What yeah. Right, right, Who right, right, right. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, okay, I think there's a lot of gaps in this that you're going to see. You're finally going to see stuff in a movie that they haven't shown in the trailers. Yeah. So right. I think there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm like, okay, cool. There's enough here yeah. that's going to get me. Little nuggets that are going to pull me in. So I'm still psyched about that. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I thought this was the best trailer at Comic-Con. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a massive Harry Potter fan or Wizarding World fan, and I enjoyed Fantastic Beasts, but I didn't I didn't like lose my shit over it. I'm actually really optimistic about this one. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to offer a lot more. I think the first one was a nice scene setter. This is where they're really going to... Yeah, I mean, the first one really left a lot to be desired. Yeah. Um, But this one, just the... The actors now, they're in the roles. Yeah. Um, You know, adding Jude Law, adding Johnny Depp, I I feel like that all feels like a really good formula. Yeah. And I think it's going to really work. The visual effects look a lot better in this one than they did in the first one. So that was the one trailer when they showed it. I really felt like tingling. You're like you know, like I don't know if you ever feel that way when you watch occasionally. Yeah, when you watch a trailer, yeah. you're kind of like this. Not as often sp- as I'd like these days. No, which moves us on to the final one before yeah. we have to get the fuck out of here. Alita Battle Angel dropped early this week. Uh, you I'm know they, sure. they've been pushing this so much. Like mm. there was something at South by for this. Yeah, it, it, like they can't get buzz for it. There I, are I there are gonna, moments that look genius, and there are moments where I'm like, that needs I work. Think, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna flop. I think it's gonna be a big, huge flop. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by it. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know if it's a trailer issue or the, the feel's not no. going to be quite right. I don't. But think, I don't. I don't, I don't uh, think they can sell it. Very much on the fence about that, but yeah. I'm looking forward to the final thing. Scott, who are you? And where can we find you? Sure, you can find me at WeLiveEntertainment.com. You can go to Instagram and Twitter. Oh my God! Twitter, Twitter, Twitter at the other Scott M, and then I am on Black Tomatoes at 5 p.m on Black Hollywood Live every Sunday. And if you miss that live show, of course, you can download it on iTunes, uh, like Absolutely. and subscribe to all the shows here on the Popcorn Talk. The Popcorn easy for me to say, the Popcorn Talk Network. This is Meet the Movie Press. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. We've both got to go because we've got a lot. We've got really busy days. Really busy days. Hollywood doesn't sleep. Scott, thank you for joining me again. We'll be back next week. Dimitri is going to be back next week and we are going to be introducing some new people to the panel 
over the next couple of months. So uh, if there's anybody you think we should have on the show, let us know. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, write us lovely reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Watch movies. Do as little as possible. And if you can, <laughs> don't put your pants on. <laughs> From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.